Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. all right okay so here we are we are back back uh with another incredible episode of taco and tacos another episode i don't know if it's incredible it's gonna be something though so this is um Today we're going to talk about something that we kind of had the idea for, and so I don't know how perfect it's going to go or not go, um, but a lot of people um, cover bass fishing and podcasts, a lot of tournament fishermen talk about tournaments and podcasts, so we were trying to think sort of like in business, you know, what's that thing that sets you apart, what differentiates you from everybody else, and one of the ideas I had, which we're going to try tonight, which may be awesome or it might not go very well at all, I don't know. Um, but one of the ideas I had was to do a tournament podcast where we basically talk about the tournament up into a certain point in the podcast. And then we say, okay, as we stop this podcast, we're going to go fish the tournament. And then we podcast again immediately right after the tournament is done. So it could be like a really dope dynamic, like, oh, I felt really good in my, in my pre-fishing and the weather was perfect. We're going to go out there and crush them. Well, we didn't catch a fish, you know, whatever. And I think that's going to be kind of rad. Uh, the, you know, the honest feel of going into it, coming out of it, whatever. So definitely a different spin on, uh, on, on tournament podcasting, you know, yeah. talking about the tournament and how things can go. So let's, uh, maybe down the line, we'll just bring the, the gear with us. Yeah. We'll podcast before we'll podcast the entire, like eight to nine hours during, 
Uh, and then we'll pack it'll, you know, it'll be sort of like the extended version of the Lord of the Rings movies. Marathon. Uh, podcast, yeah. It was yeah. a super long podcast. It'll be right, right from the front deck of the boat. I like it. Yeah. We could do it on, well, your boat, your, your boat deck's pretty big too. Right. I have a legend, uh, Lola and I are, our legend. You could, you could sit seven or eight people up there all, all casting away with like crappie rods yeah. and you'd be fine. Yeah. Casting away and podcasting. Oh, good one. That was good. There's is a, that there, bad? No, Where is it? it? Fantastic. On, so this, on this, <laughs> there's you. on the soundboard, there is a, but I don't know which one it is. Should I risk it or should I not? Mm-hmm. Go with the blue one. That's what I was going to say. Oh, I didn't have. <laughs> no, nope. that ain't it. There hey. it is. Hey, say, say the podcasting again. How did I say it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're idiots. Uh, Anywho, all right. So, um, yeah. So, as we jump in um, right out of the gates, just want to say thank you to anybody who's listening to this, man. Um, We don't know what we're doing, but we're having fun with it. Tacklingtacos.com. If you haven't checked out the website yet, also, of course, check out workingclassbowhunter.com. We are happy, proud, humbled to be a part of that, that network. Uh, those boys have created their sort of empire in podcasting just from working hard and being really honest. If you, um, if you bow hunt at all, and honestly, even if you don't, I think most people get a kick out of their podcast because it is just extremely relatable. It's not edited. It's not, um, like Duck Dynasty back in the day was such a rad show. And then you could like see where they started making it sort of like scripted mm-hmm. and like creating scenarios for them to engage in. And it was just garbage. Yeah, it really changed the dynamic of the yeah. show. And, and, and the, the rawness of it was what was so funny and cool. And, and that's where working class is not just funny, but just raw and honest and real. And so shout out to those fellers. And then our, our half shout out to our sponsor, Giltech. Ayo. Hey, a point, a point, a point. Because we don't really even know how sponsored by them we are. We should he, probably check. Yeah. Brian just said that he would he would really love to get um, behind the podcast and do something with us. So thanks, oh, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Whether that, I don't know what that looks like. He's given me a lot of swim jigs in the past. And whether he's a sponsor or not, those are some of the dopest swim jigs on planet Earth. Very so, dope. Stoked about it. So anywho, um, Lola, what is your favorite part about tournament fishing go um hanging out with you (laughs) (laughs) that was so good that time i remembered what color the button was uh just being out on the water and i i am pretty competitive and i like how excited you get when i catch a fish yeah um what did you feel last year because you know this is right now it's what day is it wednesday night the tournament's sunday um, what did you feel like either the night before or a little bit before like your first tournament before you fished your first tournament, Lola? Um, I was nervous that I wasn't good enough to fish with you. <laughs> I almost did the like drum thing. Again, right. Yeah. That's more like, yeah. sad. Right. <laughs> Do I have a sad? Oh, Got dude, it. I'm so good. We're going to be like a really cheesy <laughs> FM rock and roll <laughs> DJ thing in no time. I was like humbled, uh, to like able to fish with you all right so we are back sorry for the quick inconvenience it's not really an inconvenience we're just parents and uh our little one-year-old gus was crying so we wanted to go kind of comfort him get him calmed down and then also we have a bulldog named walter who was also crying and so we went and uh gave him a whooping and uh nope 
No, we didn't, but he's sleeping. Actually out. beat the dog with the baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Calm the both down. Take this, Walter. <laughs> grab, grab Gus by the ankles. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, anyway, so they're both uh, recovering now and doing fine. They're both sleeping peacefully. <laughs> both sleeping because peacefully. Because I comforted them. <laughs> you <laughs> you comforted, comforted them. So, um, so, we're going to talk about tournaments, man. And um, uh, without a doubt, every tournament I've ever done well in, I either didn't do well in practice or the day of the tournament I had to do something completely different than what I did in practice without any kind of balance I've never had a tournament that I won or did well in where it was like just dead on from practice from pre-fishing I caught them on crankbaits and four feet of water and then the day of I smoked them crankbaits four feet of water never do you agree with that Nate uh, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. And think any, any tournament I've done well in something, something's either come up or, or there's been a change of some sort, uh, to the game plan for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Um, what about you, Lola? What about me? How does pre-fishing affect your tournament strategy? Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I'm just being stupid. Um, <laughs> what do you think about Lost Grove? You've been there many times. Not fishing tournaments. I'm afraid but we're going to hit a stump or a tree, but we never do. There are many trees out there. That's the only good thing about Lost Grove having a, a no-wake policy or whatever is there's a lot of stuff you could run into out there. I just feel like I get stuck on stuff. Yeah. Like, we lose things. Yeah. Oh, you mean like lures? Like lures. Oh, for That's sure. what I mean, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, yeah, I've got hundreds of dollars there's, in that lake. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, sorry, my feet were squeaking. I've lost so many 110s out there. What was, what's the small 110 called? The 110 Junior? 110 junior yeah. yeah, I've lost two of those out there, almost in the same spot, in the same area, when I'm throwing them on a spinning rod. And I'm like, oh, there's 50 bucks yeah, on that one tree. Bill, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nonsense. So, yeah. all right. So, coming into the tournament, I haven't had a chance to pre fish it. Lola and I live in Wisconsin. Nate still lives here in Iowa. Um, but we know the lake pretty well. Lola and I fished it a ton. We've been out there with our kids. We've we've filled up the boat with crappie and and eaten off them things and um, caught some really good bass out there. Like some really, I mean, it, it's a really fun, it is good really fun. lake. Um, for anybody listening, um, what you might want to know about Lost Grove Lake is that it is um, really really deep and very very clear. I'm talking gin clear pretty much the whole way through the lake. Um, and uh, there is a ton of standing timber. So there's standing timber that comes up out of the water. And then um, if you're using, you know, your, your electronics downside or forward facing, you can see the, the trees all over the place, um, which makes it cool, makes it fun, gives good habitat for the fish, but also makes it very snaggy. Um, and so that's not as fun. Last year when Nate and I fished it, um, I snagged a $100 swim bait in a tree and we went in circles trying to get around the tree to get it out and finally did get it out. But I, I was, I thought I was about to jump in and uh, last year it was miserably cold and run us through last year, Nate, the tournament we fished, be kind about my fishing performance, but run, run us through uh, last year's derby at the same place. Yeah. Last year, uh, I, yeah, like I said, it was miserably cold. I think high that day was, I want to say, low 40s maybe 41 42 41, 42. like it was it yeah. was really cold we started off the morning and unbelievably windy 
unbelievably windy. Yeah, we started off this morning. Like like Jordan said, it's a, it's a no-wake lake, so idle speed only, five miles an hour, whatever. We went, what was it, maybe 600, quarter mile maybe from the ramp. At idle speed, and yeah, which our, feels like you're. It feels like our, you need to like pack snacks, yeah, our, because it takes so long, yeah. yeah. And our hands were absolutely freezing, completely frozen. Like, yeah. like, that sounds miserable. It was, yeah. yeah, it was really, it was really, really cold. And then when you the, see dudes in tournaments fishing bait casters with gloves, I'm like, how are you doing that? I I can't do it. I cannot. Yeah, it I can't with a, my left hand. It but is with a my, struggle with my thumb for sure. Hand, I can't. It just yeah. feels so terrible. Yeah, it is a struggle for sure. But like the wind, winds just picked up all day long. You know, got worse and worse and worse. It was. I think at one point it was 35 mile an hour, like steady wind. Yeah. It's like 45 yeah, gusts. Yeah. Full blown like white was, capping across the lake. Yeah, it was, it was rough, but you know, we still managed to catch a few fish. Uh, I think we had, you know, four for maybe six pounds. It wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah. Caught the last one of the, of the day headed into the ramp, you know, so it was heading was, into the ramp like early. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Not we way early, but yeah. Cause we'd had about all we could take. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, caught zero. I caught absolutely zero fish. So that was, <laughs> I came down. Here's a quick heads up. You know, you've seen those like memes where it's like spends $80,000 on a boat, spends 60,000 on a truck, spends 20,000 on tackle, wins $300 in his weekend league. So like for me, it wasn't so much the money aspect of it, but, uh, you know, I drove down from Wisconsin like the night before it's like a five hour drive, come down and I slept in uh, my wife's Honda Pilot. <laughs> and you put a mattress in the back. Put of it? a mattress yeah. in the back. An air mat. Was it an air mattress? I think mm-hmm. it was actually a pretty comfy little setup. Although, like in the middle of the night, when you're sleeping somewhere that you know you're not supposed to be sleeping, and you have to pee, like everything, everything in you is like, don't pee right now. Right. <laughs> like I'm gonna go outside and get attacked by something or. Some wild Iowan wildebeest. A lot of, a lot of coyotes running around out yeah, there. Those, yeah, those manky yotes, yeah. you know. So anyway, so I drive five hours down, sleep at the ramp, uh, catch zero fish, and drive five hours back home. And got beat yeah. up by the wind all day. And got just froze. Yeah. And know? got some texts of not happy Jordy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Texts of frustration. <laughs> yeah. where She's huh? like, how's it going? And I'm like, leave me alone. Zero fish. <laughs> yeah, I suck. I think I had one. I quit one. fishing. Yeah, I think I had, I don't think I said that, but. I think you did. Maybe you might did. have, yeah. yeah. I think I had one on a jerk bait that I lost, and that was, that was all she wrote. How did you do, Nate? Well, I caught, you caught know, four. I caught, I caught the four that okay. we had. He, yeah. he was being nice about it though, right now. He was yeah. saying, like, we had four. None yeah. of them we did, and you had uh, four. I mean, it's all about the team. You did a great Aww. job with the net. Thanks for the net that I couldn't yeah. figure out. Oh, so Nate so has nice. a Phoenix, <laughs> and the net is, like, underneath the seats. And like a little latch that you have to like go to school to learn how to undo the latch because he's like get the net and I couldn't figure out how to get it like Aww. at all. So Nate's over here struggling. I'm oh and about forty five about forty five seconds into the boat, I spilled an entire like twenty ounce quick trip coffee on his carpet. And this was like he had just bought this boat. I I'd, I'd had the boat three weeks three weeks yeah and i put so it your morning least. started out really terrible yeah i mean you didn't have coffee no well then, nate was on his way to the ramp and he was like you need anything i'm like dude it'd be dope if you brought some coffee because i'm you know out here just doing right. nothing and uh he did and then i thanked him by putting it all over <laughs> dumping it all over the coffee <laughs> or the, dumping it all over the, the coffee the carpet. all yeah. over the yeah oh like the step gosh. and like the front deck of the boat so oh. that was nice of me anyway so 
are you hoping to repeat those results or what are we looking for, Nate? Well, I mean, the weather's looking, looking a lot better. Yeah. Um, I guess leading up to the tournament, it's a lot warmer than it was last year. Yeah, a lot. Um, it was although, like 84 here today. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, awesome. so the water should be considerably warmer. Yeah. Um, which I think will definitely help us catch more fish. I don't know if it's going to help us catch any bigger fish. That's something we need to, we need to try to figure out how to locate some bigger ones. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I think I think it you know it should be should be decent. It's still supposed to be, you know, I think the highs mid fifties, and it's supposed to be windy again. But that's yeah, windy, just, and then there's like a I that's think just how it goes out Thirty percent chance of rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing for people uh, for people who don't know aren't familiar with the lake. Um, it's in the middle of like yeah. a field essentially. Yeah, like legitimately, the only trees around the lake are in the middle of it. Like, and so yeah, there's it's no good for fishing break. around it though too. Like yeah, people that awesome don't have if a you boat, want to come fish from shore. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's great because you can access it all over. Uh, and there's like we were saying, there's really good crappies. There's good bluegills. I mean, you can go out there with like a little slider jig, a little crappie slide, and just go to work. I mean, even if it's not big ones, they're just fun. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's from a fun lake to fish all dogs. around. But there's no wind break whatsoever. There's no trees to stop the wind. So like, yeah, it's just it's just super intense and it's deep. Uh, that lake I think goes to what sixty feet, sixty five feet, somewhere around the dam. It's I think around that deep. Yeah, I'm not, I'm out not in the middle, sure. all, yeah. out in the middle of the lake, all through the lake. It's in the forties without trying too hard yeah. with a you know with a, a not a huge man made lake. Um, yeah, I think it's right around four hundred acres. You know, yeah, so it's not it's not, not tiny. Not it's not tiny, huge. Um, I would assume the the derby on Sunday it won't be huge. It'll probably be what twenty boats, maybe something. Yeah, I mean, you know, if the rain holds off and the you know the wind isn't isn't super crazy, they might they might see thirty at the yeah. most. I yeah. would say that's that's a high end, but a lot of guys you know eager to get out for the first yeah. you know, first derby of the year in this area. So so <clears throat> walk us through then, Nate, because uh, you know Lola and I weren't in town. You and I are going to try to pre fish it some more on Saturday. Uh, the day before the Derby, and yes, I meant to say Saturday in case you thought I was having like a stroke or something. Um, my friend Aries, shout out Aries Harper, he used to always say Saturday, which he always said that he said it on purpose, like I just did, but I don't think he, he did. I think I think he just said Saturday. Like, I'm going to go there on Saturday. I'm like, what did you just say? He's like, I said Saturday. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he and I are going to go try and pre-fish it again on Saturday, uh, but we weren't there the other day, Nate, so talk us through your pre-fishing. Tell us about the fun you had with your trolling motor. Um, you got live scope now. Give, and a, give it, us the what rundown. what did you catch? Tell us about your... Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, an eventful morning. Um, stopped and got some coffee on the way out. Did you hold on to it? Did you? Spend? I held Did on to it. Nice, I made sure. Nice. I made sure when I got in the boat, I put it in one of four cup holders. Nice. Uh, so, so I didn't have to worry about <laughs> That's spilling what it. Those are for. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, like 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 you said, you know, I've got that live scope on there now, so I was super. It's the first time I've been out to to actually see it in the water and kind of get to play around with it. So I was super eager and excited to to get around, get able to mess with it. Really. Um, Initial thoughts. Go briefly. A little bit more difficult to use than than I thought it would be. Like uh, I think I've got it set up pretty well, um, but it, it it just took me a little bit more time to kind of track down my lure on the screen than than I thought it would. Uh, like I'd make a cast that I thought was straight in front of the transducer, come to find out it was 
Yeah. It was not. So then I had to, you know, kind of work around and so find the lure. you already sort of see where it's going to be dope, though? Like it's yes, all oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I think. You, you see know, what all the. Uh, yep, seeing structure, cover. The noise uh, as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to it's gonna be a, a big tool, which was, you know, kind of why I was excited to use it. But yeah. fished for maybe a half an hour. One of our favorite spots um, caught a really nice muskie. Um, that, was, that, that was a lot of and fun. And you saw it on live scope, I actually right? saw which it, yeah. Incredible. I saw it like like hover up off the bottom That's on so live exciting. scope yeah and just it just like inhaled uh the jerk bait that i was throwing yeah. which which was awesome and fought it around had to fight my own net out of the oh, out, of, nice. out of the net holder so yeah. that was uh-huh. that was pretty funny Sucker. yeah well i mean i was wrestling and, you know it's probably a 36 inch musky yeah. so that was a good healthy fish for yeah. sure yeah um but yeah so so caught that fish fish around for another half hour or so and uh idled over to the next spot, put the trolling motor in the water and it was completely, completely dead. Like I couldn't, I couldn't steer at all. Not I had, battery dead. Not battery dead. Nope. Nope. All, all the power was there. Some of the functions worked, but I couldn't steer at all. Like I couldn't go left. I couldn't go right. I got my, you know, remote out of the console. And you're by yourself, right? Yeah, by myself. Yep. That, yep. Is that better or worse for you? Like, does it, to you know me, yeah. To me, to me, I, I like it better because okay. I don't. I then I don't have to worry There's about no pressure. Exactly. Yeah. I don't then have to worry about somebody else like kind of getting yeah. overstimulated or excited yep. about yep. what's going on. Like, oh my god, are we going to be okay? I wasn't. Yeah. You know, I you wasn't chill too, about it. Yeah, I wasn't can, too worried about you can it. Engage so. the. Yeah. Yep. So I, uh, yeah, tried to figure it out for a while. Like I said, I messed with the remote. It wouldn't steer. Um, some functions worked, like the thrust button worked. Um, the constant on button worked, but, but no steering at all. And last fall I had just replaced the steering sensor, uh, control board on it. So I knew that shouldn't be the issue. You're running an Altrex. Yeah. Yeah. Running just a, in case running a, cares. a one trail, one twelve Altrex. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could not figure it out all, you know, all morning. So kind of messed around. I'd idle to a shallow enough spot where I could power pull down and then try to fish an area that i would try to reach out to by you know, making a long cast or something like that. Cause I was trying to fish a little bit deeper, um, around some, around some timber and stuff, but it just, it was a, it was a struggle. And then kind of worked my way back towards the ramp, ended up catching a few, a few more fish, uh, on the way out. So I kind of have a little bit of an idea, but it was, it was more so a, a day of frustration because, yeah. you know, I spent a bunch of money on a new live scope unit that I couldn't really use cause the trolling motor wouldn't work. And, I wanted to turn left. I had to reach over the units and turn it by hand. So oh, it was uh, it was a struggle. But uh, I think I've got the issue figured out. Should be fixing it tomorrow. So we should be we should be ready for the derby. And if right. not, I got a Fortrex. Used to be yours sitting yeah. in the <laughs> sitting <laughs> yeah. in the garage that uh, that will throw on there to to get through it. So well, I mean, if no big if, deal. If what I said at the top of the show is any kind of truth then we'll probably win. At the, yeah, you got it. You got a good point. We kind of have some, yeah, adversity, some adversity on our yeah. side already. Who, who yeah. was that? Was that Brian Latimer? Yeah, B-Lad. Adversity, adversity is, dope. is dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it in the moment, but he's absolutely right. <laughs> Never in the moment, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, you got to kind of chisel. Yep, so yeah, it wasn't wasn't last year. good out of it. It wasn't last year, but the year before, the first derby that I did well in, yeah. I spun a hub oh, yeah. on my prop. Yeah, yeah, so I had to idle, idle back to the ramp, pull the boat out, get the prop changed, get back out. And I think I ended up, you know, getting the last check it was like fourth place or something like that out yeah. of 20 votes. So it's amazing. It did completely opposite of what I planned. So yeah, 
what was it? It was, was it two years ago or three years ago that we fished? We've been fishing this derby for a while. Uh, it's kind of, it's sort of ceremonial on the calendar. Like this is the kickoff to the, to the year every year. Yeah. It's not um, like that cabin fever type yeah, derby that yeah, you know, people the, always talk the about. Rust yeah. off, the dust off, whatever, but whatever it was in pre-fishing and we i think we pre-fished it the day before wasn't it on yeah a it, was, Saturday? it was the day before yeah uh and i was throwing at the time it wasn't really that well known no yeah um, but i was throwing a three-eighths ounce mega bass dark sleeper and the color was wagasaki yeah and it's just such a i mean i don't know I, I think when i first heard about mega bass i was sort of skeptical you know like a, just the prices and stuff but then you see um how well they make all their lures in one specific way that they do it. So what the colors, like they have just yeah. their color game is just on point, even yep. in a dark sleeper, which is technically a soft plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that practice, uh, we were fishing a, a pretty large rock pile, a little ways offshore, not way, way out in the middle. Um, and I caught a seven pounder and pra- I think it was like 6.92 or something in practice. That was incredible. And then the day of the Derby, I caught a five pounder, different spot, same lure. And with the small one, really all of them, all the the dark sleepers, um, when they get it, they They absolutely inhale it. It's like back of the throat, roof of the mouth. I mean, it's just, it's in there. Uh, As Nate says, it's in there like swimwear. And I mean, yeah, (laughs) deep up in that (laughs) thing. Uh, and, uh, And then it's just funny because so in that derby, that one fish that I caught weighed more than I think our entire bag last year. So this year, let's do this. We'll go in order. Lola, me, Nate. Make a prediction. Are we going to catch five fish? Well, are we going to have five fish in the box? And then what's our weight? And are we going to be in the money? Lola, go. Are we going to catch five fish? Yes, you're going to catch five fish. What will the weight be? Keep, keep in mind it's a it's a 12 inch limit at lost grove typically it's a 14 yeah, inch yeah okay. typically, typically it's a 14 inch limit lost grove is a is a 12 inch limit so, so you could easily have say, a five pound or five fish bag that's like four pounds yeah pretty yeah pretty, pretty <laughs> close you're not so. going i'm gonna say four, 12 pounds six ounces okay i like that six i'm not mad about that no not at all all right and will we be in the money oh yeah okay Solid. Oh wait, you're going. Solid. Oh, I'm yeah. going. Okay. Yeah. Are we gonna, are we gonna have five in the box? One hundred percent. I really think we are. Even with the weather dropping back off a little bit on Sunday, it's not like one of those eighty to like forty where it's gonna make the fish just like what is going on and just not move. I just think it's gonna be colder. Um I'm gonna say five fish for fourteen pounds and I'm gonna put us somewhere in the money. I almost said 14 pounds and then you started scaring me with five pounds for, or five fish for four pounds. So well, I mean, just cause you can bring in 12 inches. We don't really want to. I see. You no, know? yeah, we don't, we don't want to at all, but yeah, you know, it, that, that does tend to happen. So yeah. yeah, I believe in you guys. Uh, last year when we were weighing in our fish and I say our fun cause they were Nate's fish. Uh, there was a feller in the club. <laughs> I don't even know if he's an officer or anything in the club. Um, but he was like, man, those fish look pretty, what did he say? Lethargic. Pretty, pretty lethargic. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, the water's like 20 degrees. Yeah. Get out of here, turd bag. This is the same feller, though, who consistently just has issues with things, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I feel like every club yeah. has that dude. I don't know if Bass Attack does. I'm trying to think. 
I can't yeah. think of a guy who's I always still can't get over stuff, that that yeah. that fit he threw about his uh, yeah jeepers his safety gear that that tournament that was funny. Yeah, one <laughs> one year the same guy in a different tournament on pool thirteen, wasn't it? Yeah, on the Mississippi yeah, yeah, River. Yeah. He was supposed to launch in a certain order, but for whatever reason, he what he said was that he was putting on his safety gear. And so they called him, like let's say he's boat five or whatever. I, I think like, he was up there like three yeah, he, or no, he, three. He had, yeah. a good, he had a good launch. Um, and maybe like 25-ish boats were in the derby. And he was like boat five. And they're like, boat five, boat five, boat five. All right, boat six. So they took off. Come back to weigh in. And we're not going to say homeboy's name, even though we both know it. And he is throwing a fit how he got passed in the line. And we don't do that in this club. We don't pass people. We wait for them to go. And they're like, well, where were you? He's got putting on my safety gear. I'm like, putting on your safety gear? Are you going to war? You mean your life jacket? Like, what are you talking about? And he just full-blown, like, threw this huge fit about how he got passed in line. And in this club, we respect one another. and We don't pass people when we're in the takeoff. And this is the same guy who told Nate, oh, those fish look pretty lethargic. Like yeah, well, so do you. It's cold out. Right. That's exactly what happens when it gets cold. They don't. They don't fight as hard. Yeah. And they <laughs> swam away just fine. Just fine. Yeah. So, all right, Nate. What do you think? Are we going to catch five? Wait, and are we going to be in the money? And keep in mind, this is going to be awesome because after you say your bit, I'm going to say, all right, that's it, and I'm going to stop the recording. And when oh, we I'm pick so it back up, we will have fished the tournament. Alrighty. So I, I think we're going to catch five. I think the way the weather's setting up. Um, it's been it's been getting it's been staying warm for quite a few consecutive days. It does cool off around Saturday and Sunday, but uh, I think that will definitely help us in getting five fish in the boat. Um, I don't I don't think we'll be in the money. I think I think if we okay. I think if we do, I I got a I got a feeling twelve to thirteen pounds somewhere in that ballpark. I think it's going to be right outside the money. I, I feel like I feel like there's going to be a good portion of guys that. It, honestly, it's probably going to be a five, four to five person check line. So I think there'll be those four or five will have 15 plus pounds and then us and then it, it'll drop off, I think, considerably after that. Uh, or maybe you're going to catch a couple five pounders, maybe three or four. And yeah, then now we're talking. You'll, I like I like the way that sounds a lot know, better. Yeah, no, I, I, I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, anytime I catch good fish out there, it's just out goofing around I, I have not caught a good one in tournament so yeah. just pretend so. that it's not a tournament yeah there it is that's just perfect. be goofing that's perfect oh, yeah I'm gonna <laughs> get out and, that's, that's I'm the mindset gonna get out and just mess around and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna slay it yeah because yeah. i think the way it'll it'll shape up kind of like years past you know maybe 20 right around 20 pounds will win it yeah seems to be seems to be the number over the last few years so i mean we gotta yeah we gotta have a couple anchors yeah yeah a couple hammers in our yeah, bag we'll need, otherwise yeah, five five fish even at two and a half pounds, which on some derbies at some places will get you in the money. Mm-hmm. Here in this lake, knowing what the lake is capable of putting out, it won't do it. Yeah, no. Mm. So you no, gotta have it? a couple. You and you gotta. Uh, was it last year or two years ago when the big fish was like seven thirty something? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, mm. we're gonna need two to three kicker fish. Yeah. No, there's some. Yeah. There's some. There's some pigs in. Oh, there, they're in there. For yeah, sure. for sure. I think what we need to do too, right? And like we can, we can do this on Sunday. But you and I, we need to stop doing what we always do. You know, like we need to. My philosophy in tournament fishing is usually get five keepers in the box and then go swing for the fences, right? Mm-hmm. 
maybe f that. Maybe we just go swing for the fences right just, out the gate. Yeah, just swing we the go whole out time. deep. Yeah. We throw big football jigs. I was just gonna we say throw, what catches them? Football yeah, jigs. football jigs and deep diving crankbaits, and we yeah. throw DT twenties. You know what I'm saying? We throw some sixth fence, super deep diving crankbaits. I brought some some crankbait rods down, and we just swing for the fences. Or and if we come back with two that, fish, and one of you cool. But maybe we come back with five fish, and the smallest one's four pounds. You know? Yeah, for and sure. It, you uh, like they say, you can't you can't hit a home run if you ain't swinging. You know what I mean? Exactly so, it. Yeah. That's, that's or we should we cheat. Do. Oh my god! Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> Go out there and electrofish the things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We we Mike Long and just start snagging. Jeez. No, that's horrible. Let's hope oh, to God we don't man. win, and then we air that. Man, <laughs> seriously. I, I just I don't know, dude. Like when I like not even trying to stand on like a moral platitude right now, right? But like cheating in a bass tournament. I don't. I just God of all the things, dude, yeah, that you could cheat. Wild. It just seems so silly to me. But I don't know. Yeah, anyway. All right, so that's it. We're going to stop this recording, and when we pick it back up, we will have fished the tournament. I'm saying we're going to be in the money. Lola's saying we're going to be in the money, and Nate says that we suck. So here we go. (laughs) We're not going to suck, but we're going to be the the first ones out of a check. Oh, gosh, that's painful. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Okay, we are back. Uh, We made it back. We got out of the boat. We are alive. And, um, I know we said we are going to try and podcast like immediately off the water to do our recap and it's close. It's not like way far out. Um, but it's not like the day of really because Nate and I both had to go to the hospital. (laughs) Um, we had to get treated for, um, hypothermia and Mm. frostbite. Yes. I'm talking about, we'll get into it for sure. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know how many tournaments I've fished in my life somewhere around six I'm just kidding. <laughs> a bunch. Um, but this was by far the worst weather conditions I've ever fished in a tournament. Like this is the kind of thing where if you went out and it was just fun fishing, you would fish for like 15 minutes and be like, you ready to go? Yep. And you'd be on the trailer and back out of there. I mean, it was, and it got worse throughout the day. So yeah, we'll get, it was truly awful. It was miserable, like legitimately yeah. like painful. And yeah. I, I, I've always been like the person who thinks, cause I like to snowboard, Um, I like camping. I love being outside. Mm -hmm. Um, I like mountain biking, you know, so whatever. I've always been the dude who's like, you spend enough time in it, regardless of how bad the weather, the circumstances are, you'll acclimate. You just will. Maybe you won't be like super comfy, but you'll get used to it. Yeah. No. 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 There was no getting used to this. So again, we'll get into that in a sec. But um, like I said, we wanted to do this as a tournament before kind of our plan our pre-fishing and predictions go fish yeah predictions go fish and then come back and podcast so nate we fished the tournament how did we do uh well against my thoughts of hopefully cutting a check we we actually we did better than that yeah i would say because well we did catch a check but we we won we, we got the Woo! W. Yeah, we got the double. Yay. Yeah, yeah, that was the uh, W. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty like, um, not. I wouldn't say expected, but I knew as we were going throughout the day, I, I would. I would venture to guess that we caught the most fish out of any team out there. Because I mean, and I only say that because not from a place of cockiness, but just from like talking to some of the dudes at the ramp afterwards. Um, a lot of guys were like, yeah, I caught three fish. I caught two fish. I caught five fish and only three of them were keepers. And Nate and I probably caught 20 fish and called 
four or five times. Not giant fish, but I mean, we caught quite a few, don't you think, Nate? Oh yeah, yeah. I would say it would it'd be really close to that fifteen to twenty mark uh, overall. What we caught, you know, quite a few shorts. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I'd say yeah, we, we it was a solid day for 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 the way the weather laid out for us. Yeah. Uh, Lola um, kept uh, texting me during the tournament, like, how's it going? Any, any more fish or whatever. And it was like dope to hear like encouragement from your wife as you're on the water fishing. But it was also like, every time I pull out my <laughs> phone to talk to her, then like, I have to take my fingers out of my pockets again. Or it, it, you know, what's funny too, is like, you do that thing. Everybody does that thing when you're cold, you, you blow on your hands, you know, you mm-hmm. put them in that little ball and you, that doesn't do anything. I mean, no. for like a second, it, it does. does it for like a split. Okay. Nate, can we talk about your hand warmers? The ones you threw in the water? Or the <gasps> oh, my god! Okay, so, so we're, I mean, I don't even know how specific we're going to get on this whole, like, um, this whole derby. I, I guess we can break down how, how we caught them, what we caught them on, how we tried to sort of um, adapt and, and sort of overcome some of the obstacles. Um, but uh, uh, maybe two-thirds of the way through the day, I told Nate, like, man, I wish I had some hand warmers, to which Nate pulls a dumb and dumber and it's like, yeah. well, I got two pairs of gloves on. And he's like, oh, there's hand warmers in the glove box. I'm like, you idiot. Why didn't you? <laughs> hey, you said it, and a bell absolutely went off. I, I get like, it. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All those. Oh, I do have those. Yeah. So <laughs> Nate busts out some hand warmers, and he also has two sets of feet warmers. And I'm like, well, that's perfect, you know, so we can put hand warmers in our pockets and feet, whatever. And so I go to... I was going to give him the hand warmers because it's his boat. And then I figured I would just take the feet warmers and put those in my pockets just for my hands, you know, whatever. Like, I don't think that's breaking any laws or I don't know, whatever I'm warming with it. You know, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty risky. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go and if you've ever seen, everybody's seen those little thin sort of like, I don't know what they're called, how, what that packaging is like that shrink wrap kind of hard plastic packaging. And it's, it's dumb windy. It's blowing 40 knots. I don't even know what knots are. That's just like a, <laughs> knot. <laughs> it's a nautical term. I don't know what that actually, I don't know what you're quantifying oh like miles per hour. It was, it was blowing at least five, five nauticals. <laughs> um, anyway, I think Lowell's going to look it up on her of phone right I now. Am. I have no idea what a <laughs> knot is, um, but it's blowing hard. And so I try to throw this little flimsy package of hand warmers up to Nate uh, at which point mother nature says, absolutely not blows them out of the boat. They fall into the water and sink immediately. And they, so they, like a, like a stone, like they a went rock. straight to the bottom, like a rock dude. And so it's like yeah. our one, our one semblance of like, this will give us hope for non blue fingers. And it was like, no. <laughs> and then Nate's foot warmers, which he apparently bought from some like black market, you know what I'm saying? Back alley deal. They sucked. They didn't get warm at all. <laughs> Like they started to feel like they were getting warm and then they just didn't. Like they never got warm. Yeah. All day long they didn't get warm. So that was just I think a tease. I, I think I bought those for, honestly, I think I bought them for hunting, like deer hunting probably a year, two years ago. And then I put them in the boat last year yeah. when we had this tournament and they've been in there ever since. Yeah. So. Yeah. And not poor well, little but, buddies. But they're like they're like they're like they're they're sealed. You'd think that they would yeah, still like yeah. fire up. They did not. No. Nope. No. It, it was just like this. It was like a um, yeah. It was like when you're in um, solitary confinement in prison, and there's like a a light coming from the outside world, but you can't actually see what's out there. So it's like just enough hope to drive you crazy. That's what that's what the non-working <laughs> foot warmers were. Okay. What, what's yeah. a knot, Lola? 
A knot is 1.151 miles per hour. 1.51? Nope. 1.151. Okay, so do what were the what were the sustained winds or what were the gusts, Nate? Weren't they wasn't it gusting at like 45? Yeah, it was gusts between 40 and 45. Okay, so and I think the sustained 30. was probably I think it was 25 to 30 sustained. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. 39.1 knots. So I go to throw 49. Nate these foot warmers and we're in 39 knot. <laughs> went, hey, never mind. It has to do with Did latitude? I say 40 knots? You did, yeah. That's did. so close. <laughs> Your boy's wow, an academic genius. Dang. It has to do with latitude and longitude. Well, of course. You know. Yeah, of course. And our, That's what ties Which in. was like 11.39 west by negative oh. 21.8. North. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that actually would. I don't know. Somebody's, somebody's going to look that up. I'm yeah, not. Somebody's going to look that up and I'm it's going to be up like and Leave a comment weird. below. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Very social media of you. All right. So, Nate, how did we how did we catch them? How did the day start? Let's just walk through it briefly. We don't have to take a super long time. Um, but how did, we, how did we win this tournament? What I put on, and maybe some people have already seen, um, because at this point, the cat's out of the bag. Whisperwood Outdoors is now tackling tacos you know, a podcast, and um, we put the video for this tournament on YouTube, and I put on there that we junk fished, like our last name was Swindle, you know, like Gerald Swindle, who is just the master of all junk fishing, and that is by no means an insult. Um, But what do we do, Nate? How do we win this thing? Yeah, so uh, uh, we landed on our first spot, and I think you caught a fish in like your third or fourth cast. versus second, actually. Was it second? That's yeah. pretty versus, encouraging. Yeah, yeah, versus not catching anything at all last year. So. Yeah, you ain't got to bring that up. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just tying it back. But in. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, so but then what did I what did I do with that one? That was the funny thing is like we had a couple homies who were sort of near us, um, yeah. Seth and Reese, and they're sticks like they're super good fishermen. And so I catch this fish, and I almost well not almost I totally forgot for this tournament the length uh, limit was only twelve inches, and so in my head I'm thinking fifteen like normal or fourteen, and I see this fish come out of the water. I caught it on a um, gold uh, I can't remember what that color is called. Dog on it, a gold jackhammer, and uh, it looked like it was little, so I just took it off and threw it back, and then later on. Nate measured another fish that was like 11 and three quarters. And my fish was definitely bigger than that. So yeah, the first yeah. fish I caught totally could have kept, which thank <laughs> God it didn't was, come back to yeah. bite us. Mm-hmm. But I was like goofing with the guys who were over there. I'm like, Hey, don't get jealous of my nine incher. You know, like, this is a giant fish or whatever. And they were like jerk bait. And I was like, nah, and I threw it back in the water. Like just being silly, like mm-hmm. being my normal stupid self. And so stupid to the point where we probably could have kept that fish. <laughs> but, probably could have. Yeah. yeah. All right, keep going, keep going. Yeah, but no, it turned out, it turned out. So we fished that spot for, I don't know, a, not a crazy long time, maybe an hour, hour, probably about an hour, uh, and caught a few other fish, but they were all shorts. Um, Cutting shorts. We ro- yeah, exactly. Yep, all pink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we rolled uh, rolled over to our next spot, which is, uh, it, w- it wasn't too far from where we were close. at. Yeah, it was really yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fairly close. Um, I mean, the, the lake is but, 400 acres, and of the 400, we probably covered 80. I mean, we didn't we didn't move around a lot yeah. at all. Like, we kind of had the spots that we wanted to fish, and we kind of stuck to it. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, probably maybe 80 to 100 is about what we covered. Yeah, yeah. we didn't we didn't go too far at all. Mm-mm, not at all. Um, but, yeah, we rolled over to our next spot and uh, fished that for a little bit, and I think I put 
um, our first two keepers in the boat um, that were both right around that 12-inch mark. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, goofing around with that live scope that I just put on my boat, um, I saw a mark move. Uh, of course, I had no idea what it was. Um, and, I, and, <laughs> yeah. and I and I flipped my jig uh, right out to it, and in, a, in like two hops, it absolutely smoked it. Yeah. Uh, and boat flipped it, and it ended up being a like I think that one was pushing three pounds or yeah. three pounds is probably close to a big fish of the tournament. Yep. So that gave us. Uh, you know, I think that gave us three keepers uh, off of that one spot, mm-hmm. uh, and then again, not not a, not much for another far move uh, over to the next spot. We when we fished that that line of trees or whatever, uh, that's where I caught that other one on what the jig. You, also, yeah, I was gonna say what on were you the throwing? Jig also, okay, yes, yep, yep, on the jig. Also, it was a custom tied uh, kind of a craw color that I had a buddy of mine put together, um, hand tied, wire tied, you know, the whole deal. Um, really, really dope jig, uh, and it it paid off. I think ended up putting three of our keepers in the boat. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was doing work for sure. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was the reason why I was saying I think we probably caught twenty fish is the spot before the one you just mentioned, the tree line. And when we say tree line, for anybody who has never seen this lake, and if you haven't watched the video on YouTube, you you can. Um, but we're talking about an actual line of trees in the actual, middle of the water, an actual row. Yeah. Uh, not yeah, like the was... bank, but like, you know, like, like standing timber. This is a, um, a man-made lake in Iowa where they flooded a Creek and it flooded a ton of, um, intentionally flooded, uh, a Creek and it flooded up a bunch of, um, old dead trees, which is kind of fun and kind of difficult to fish at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So these, these line, the line of trees is probably like an old like fence line or something like that, where the trees grew up on yeah. cause they're, they're literally right they're in a row. Like, yeah. yeah. Straight. Wow. But the, what I was going to say is the spot right before that though, um, I said something kind of goofing like, Hey man, we're in a school of six inches or whatever. Cause I mean, we probably were in that spot alone. I think we probably caught 10 fish cause I was throwing a, uh, mega bass flap slap. And that's something yeah. on these podcasts, just to anybody who's listening, um, we don't even one iota pretend like we know everything about fishing, but when it comes to these podcasts, these tournament ones specifically, we're going to let the juice loose. Like we'll tell you the lures we were using at what depth, um, why not? You know? And so I was throwing a mega bass flap slap and I can't remember the, the color code. It's something bluegill or sunfish. Although if you look at it, it doesn't look very sunfishy. It's got kind of like purple, like tiger stripes almost. And then it's translucent, um, and I mean, I was catching fish on that thing, like every third cast. And then one, which made the video was, you know, two inches longer than the bait itself. Uh, yeah, that, I, that, that one, yeah, almost eight, almost yeah, swallowed. Whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I put its tail actually in my mouth, just being stupid. But I mean, that one, <laughs> I set the hook cause it, 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 I mean, as much as this little teeny guy could do, he train wrecked it. Like you felt like, ta-tong, um, as I'm cranking in. And so I set the hook and then it was like. It was like if you are fishing through a school and one swipes at it but misses it, that's what I thought happened. And then I'm reeling in. I'm like, oh, I missed it. And then Nate looks in the water. He's like, no, I think you got it. And I look out there, and this is teeny little whatever. But in that spot alone, I'll bet you we caught 10 fish, don't you think? Yeah, we did. We did catch quite a few. I caught because I caught a few on that uh, that six cents crankbait, too. Yeah. What curve, is 55 yeah, is curve 55 is what it is yeah, yeah. that's a good look yeah. too dude six yeah. cents if i'm being um if i'm being honest with you wasn't always my favorite lure company for no specific reason 
Um, I bought a flat sided crankbait from them on tackle warehouse a bunch of years ago. And when it came in the mail, I just wasn't super stoked on it. Like I just didn't think it looked good. I didn't think it felt good. I think I gave it to you, Nate. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but lately, like uh, everything sixth sense has been making, I've been super digging and, and it's just not very expensive. Like they make good no, looking yeah. lures. They're not like they're, um, whatever those ones are that Milliken keeps throwing like deep diving crankbaits. I bought a couple of those and they're like seven ninety nine. That's like cheaper than like a DT series Rapala. Yeah. What's that? That cloud nine series. I think yeah. is what it is. Yeah. It looks great. Colors look great. Hooks look good. Um, so for the money, I mean, those are, those are really, really solid lures. And then I also bought some of those. I didn't throw them. I had them in the boat, but I bought some of those line through, um, screw in jig heads for, for swim baits which I think look really slick. So you like yeah, screw those. the, it's like a swim bait head that you screw into the head of the swim bait. And then there's just a hole from the front to the back. You run your line through that. And then you tie on a treble hook that you like bury in the back of the swim bait. So it's kind of a cool way to, you're not going to have a hook on the bottom. So it's not going to snag anything. And then as the fish bites it, it's just like a line through swim bait for a, a muskie or a big whatever. So the lure mm-hmm. can move freely just to keep that, that thing pinned. But, yeah, they look pretty slick. Yeah, they are. They're really dope. Yeah. So, anywho, so we, after that tree line, the one that's a literal tree like fence line, we had, I think, three or four in the boat. We spun back around to our first spot, which again wasn't anything spectacular. And I put one in the live well on uh, a flap slap again. Um, and so I think at this point we had fish in the boat, in the live well on, um, a jackhammer or no, we didn't keep that jackhammer fish, but on two different jigs. Cause I, I threw one in the live well on a Fitzgerald, um, micro Brian thrift jig. It was a tungsten football jig. And that thing is bad to the bone colors, size hook is thin. So you don't need a whole lot of, um, pop to penetrate, uh, on the hook set, um, your jig flap slap sixth sense i mean we were already on our way to junk fishing right there oh for sure yeah that was what yeah and like you said at least four different baits we had yep. we had keepers in the boat on yeah yep so then we uh matriculated down we moved on down to another spot that my uh, my buddy near not not the same exact spot but a close to a spot that my buddy julian uh loker he's an awesome taxidermist really good fisherman shout out julian Somebody do the noise. Wah, wah, wah. There you go. Good one. Good one. Got it. Yeah, that was really <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you. Um, but near the spot where Julian would take me out there every once in a while. And Julian was that dude that like he would go out with like two rods and both of them were jig rods. Like that's <laughs> that's all he was going to throw. And if they weren't going to bite the jig, he wasn't going to fish. You know what I'm saying? I like, feel like that's what yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do kind of with the jackhammer sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of that, the jackhammer, um, we're near his spot. And this is another shot in the video it looks like we're fishing in the middle of like a, a dead forest. I mean, we are so um, deep up in this standing timber at this point that it's like, it's almost funny looking. And Nate apparently doesn't like his Phoenix as much as he says he does. Cause we were pinballing to get back there. Nate, like the <laughs> 39 knot winds and bouncing <laughs> off wood, tonk, 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 trying to trying to wedge into a spot that we think looks good. And another thing for people who don't know, this lake, Lost Grove Lake, it's deep. Like it's a deep lake, so you don't have to be way out in the middle to um, to have depth. And so we're not that far offshore. We sort of wedge into this area, and then um, 
Nate picks up a fire craw jackhammer. Nice. And what happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I I saw an area that looked good. There was some some laydowns, uh, kind of right between some trees, and I just made like just a nice little roll cast right out to it. Maybe you know, fifteen twenty feet. Yeah, it wasn't and, far. No, it wasn't far at all. And I think in my second like rotation of the handle, uh, one just smokes it, and I I just horsed it all the way to the boat and just boat flipped it like in in two seconds because yeah, I quick. knew. Like it was just, it was so, we were in the, in the timber so thick, I didn't have a ton of room to really set that hook and, 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 you know, drive that hook home. Uh, so I just did like a quick little hook set and flipped it in the boat as quick as possible. And as soon as it hit the carpet, the, the, the chatterbait popped right out. Oh my gosh. Right away. Yeah. 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 Just that quick. But it was, uh, you know, just a, just a kind of, kind of that instinct type deal. You know, you just see a spot that. You know, you, you think, oh, I, I think this bait would, would work good right across that area. And I, it was that very first cast I threw that thing out there and bang. Yeah. Yeah. And so let me let me press pause um, like those old, um, the more you know, quick little um, public service <laughs> announcement. Don't let don't let anybody tell you that color doesn't make a difference. Don't let anybody anybody hearing me fishing right now. What's that thing that really like well-meaning emo kids say on Instagram? I don't know who needs to hear this, but um, <laughs> somebody needs to hear the fact that color does matter. And I will be the first to admit a lot of colors out there are for fishermen more than fish. Like I don't think you need 31 different colors of jackhammer, right? But, but it's kind of fun. It can be fun for <laughs> sure. Um, but the more that I listen to like Bass University and some other podcasts, a lot of like really high level pros will have not every color under the sun. You know, they'll have their four or five like really confident baits and, and whatever. But anyway, color does matter. And the reason I say that is because the spot that Nate threw that lure, I would literally bet both my feet on the fact um, that I cast my gold um, jackhammer into that same exact pocket mm. at least three times. Dang. At least three times. To, to no avail. No bites. It's not like I missed anything, whatever. And then um, we wedge back in just a little bit farther into this hole. And so then um, I'm up on the front of the boat, and even though it's Nate's boat, uh, and he's on the back deck, and he casts in that same spot with the fire craw and first cast, I mean, just, just gets rocked. So color yeah, think, really I does I matter. Was, I think I was on the back deck because I just, I think I'd literally just pulled that rod out of the box. Like, so I told you, Hey, jump on the motor quick and, you know, move us around. I'm going to wrangle this rod out of the rod compartment. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I unhooked it and slung it out there and bang. Yeah. And I'm still a little bitter about it because I already cast there four times, you know, <laughs> and then you yeah. moved right on in, you know, whatever. But, um, so really from there, I mean, there wasn't, yeah. there wasn't a ton more fish caught. I think we both maybe caught a couple others, but it wasn't anything. And you know, if you fish derbies, you know, that vibe that happens sometimes where like right away in the morning, you just smoke them. And then the weather changes, the sun moves, the whatever something happens and it just slows down i feel like you guys had a limit or whatever like yeah. a bag yeah 
at like 9 30 it was pretty or maybe was it earlier than that no it's probably it was, it was pretty early yeah yeah was i was like, like oh my gosh yeah because like i said yeah. we, were, we called quite a few times and right. again I, I don't mean to keep referencing this sorry if this is annoying but uh in the video there's a shot where nate holds up like a one pounder that he's called out like the three pounder on the the fire craw jackhammer you know so i mean yep. we called quite a few yeah. times and for anybody listening to this i would assume most people who are hearing this know what culling c-u-l-l means it's basically just where when you fish a tournament like this you're you're going for the heaviest five fish you can keep in your live well then you weigh them in then you release them back into the lake so you can only have five fish so if you have one in your live well that's a pound and then you catch a three pounder you take that one pounder out put him right back in the water and then your weight has moved up by two pounds that's that's all that yeah, really that's means. a good so, way of explaining it um so the call that he made on that one was like pretty substantial um, so yeah, I think we limited out pretty early and then it was just like a matter of trying to improve our bag right. as the day went on. And so somewhere around, I don't know what it was, 145 or something, Nate, maybe we anchored down in a cove near where we started, um, the very beginning of the morning and busted out some deer sausage and some triscuits Nice, and yeah, it was really good. And Nate, what was that cheese you brought with in the boat? Um, it was Monterey Jack. Dang, Monterey you guys are Jack fancy cheese. boys. Yeah, yes. and then we um we drank champagne with our oh, pinkies out. Wow, <laughs> and used um English accents like mm, yeah, that's your English sausage. Mm. That's that's your English accent. I like to get a buzz. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it was so bad. We were, we were very fancy, and uh, basically, I I hate doing this. I hate doing it. Like last year, Nate and I fished a tournament up in Wisconsin on Bone Lake. And we were like, F that basically. Like we, it was blowing wind, heavy. I don't know how many knots or whatever, um, but it was blown. And we were like, F it. We're fishing where we want to fish regardless of the the wind. This tournament, um, it was the opposite. We're like, screw this. This is miserable. And so we went into this cove just to get out of the wind, not to really fish, not to try and catch anything just to eat some deer sausage and like try to regain feeling in our fingers. And then um, I said I wanted to fish this other cove where we had caught fish before. What I didn't think about, though, was going from cove A to cove (laughs) B meant cutting across the middle of the lake while the Mm. wind is blowing completely perpendicular to the angle that we're taking. Yeah, no, thank you. And and, and so the water (laughs) is literally, the waves are coming in, and this is a, this is a no wake lake, so you can't um, you can't uh, you can't get up on pad. You can't like go fast, and so we're going slow across the middle of this lake, and the waves are splashing up over like the gunnel. They're coming over the side on like the console. Oh and my gosh! It was so stupid. Like like there's so many times that we were like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, it was it was terrible. You, <laughs> we got about we got about thirty or forty yards into that into that trek across the lake, and you ate a giant wave. Oh, just completely! I'm talking about soaked me, like like yeah. like, full, like somebody dumped soaked a bucket. Yeah, like like a five gallon bucket on my head. Oh my yeah. god! And, whole, I, and I didn't really even get mad because I'm already miserable. But I'm like, this is so dumb, dude. <laughs> You know, like, and this is like a club tournament. It's not like the Bassmaster Classic. We're not getting $300,000. But it was worth it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we fished that bay, caught zero fish. Mm. Yeah. 
I basically tell Nate, like, can we please just go back to the ramp? This is stupid. Like you, you've probably been trying to talk me into it for the last like half an hour or so. They're going to say like four hours. (laughs) I was trying, I was trying hard to resist it, but I finally gave in. Yeah. It's miserable and you're not catching anything at all for a while. And you have the limit. And we have a good bag. Like a good bag. So, yeah. So we headed back early, which I'm not super proud of, honestly. I did feel a little better when we got back to the ramp and saw that like two or three boats were already out ahead of us. And there's a couple other boats like right on our tail taken out as well. So we weren't the only ones who were like, this is stupid. Um, Yeah. And we, you know, like when you weigh in at at a tournament, there's always like... Uh, what do you call that doc talk where people are mm. kind of, you know, you, how'd you do man? How'd you hit them? Oh, you got a, you got 20 pounds. Like, you, you know, you just ask people questions and what, and it, right away it was like, dude, nobody caught anything. And so then me and Nate are kind of looking at each other like, dude, I wonder if we can, you know, cash a check. So what, yeah. let's press pause. Let's go back to the predictions that we made. Lola, I think said we were going to catch what, 12 pounds? 12, six. Is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, people are going to hear this. They can just rewind it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. said 12, six. Okay. I have no idea what I said. <laughs> you said like 14 or 15 something. Yeah, 14 I was, I was really pounds, feeling 11 ounces or something. I, don't I was remember. really feeling ourselves or something. <laughs> Nate said we we're going to catch like three pounds and be no, embarrassed. He said 12 to 13, but you wouldn't be in the money. Yeah. Nate's a hater. He said there would be 20 pound was, bags. Yeah. I, I thought there would there would be with the with the weather that led up to the tournament. Yeah. Those warm, warm days, eighty degree days, and then, you know, at that the point of the tournament it had only been cold for, you know, that was the second day that it had been cold. Yeah. I thought it'd still be and warm like enough to where it it does, man. It produces a good sex. And I, I didn't think I didn't think, you know, I thought twelve thirteen, you know, we'd be close but probably like the first ones out of the money yeah um, oh yeah you did and say then that. when we caught uh when we you know we came in with what we had I, I i still didn't think we had a chance to win you know yeah i wasn't sure either but again hearing the doc talk and hearing some of the dudes who were there fishing who i think are sticks some of the guys who are either really good fishermen or or maybe both spend a lot of time on that lake and hearing them be like dude today sucked and I didn't catch anything yeah. or I have like six pounds or whatever. I was like, whoa, you know, maybe, maybe we weren't the only ones, you know, we, we caught good fish, but just not really good fish, I guess. And so I thought we kind of had a chance. So, uh, walk us through Nate, uh, weigh in. Um, what did you think we have versus what we actually had? Tell the people what we weighed in. Yeah. So I thought, you know, we got, we got back to the weigh in and I thought, I thought we had a good day, but I didn't think, I didn't think what we had would, would have really been uh, you know, a winning weight. Um, we ended up, uh, five fish for exactly 11 pounds, you know? Um, and, and I, I, what, what years past have, have shown even with bad weather that, that that's not going to do it. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, like you said, everybody was just, you know, they were, they were letting out the dog talk, talking about how terrible the weather was and how tough the fishing was. Yeah. For us, it really wasn't. It, they bit pretty good, especially early on. You know, we we had a, a long lull kind of later in the day where we didn't really catch anything, but we'd already had you know already had our, our weight and, yeah. and turned out uh, turned out uh, all right. I, yeah. I'm pretty stoked on it. So, yeah. so. and and we haven't even said this yet. And you won big fish. You won yeah. big bass. Woo-hoo. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> Shout out big fish, which is yeah. funny that in that lake. 
and you know, wherever you are fishing, you catch a three pound largemouth. Some, you know, sometimes obviously that's not the fish you want, but a lot of times in a lot of terms, a three, a three pounder is a good fish. It's not a great fish. It's not a, holy crap. You know, you're not freaking out about it, but it's a good fish. I might freak yeah. out about it. Um, and so you caught, <laughs> you caught that three point, I think it was 3.06 is what it ended yes. up being. And that one yep. big fish. So, yeah. So we ended up, uh, we ended up winning with 11 pounds. Nate ended up winning big bass with a 3.06. We took home $31,000. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was cool. Oh like, my I th- gosh. Okay. So real talk though, like getting the plaques and getting, um, the cash was cool for sure. Um, I actually just lost $20 tonight of that cash oh, yeah. because we went to a baseball field to practice and, uh, me and Lola's oldest boy, Dom, um, who was not hitting the ball super well, but okay. Um, as I'm as I'm pitching him, you know, pretty easy, easy, easy balls to hit. I'm just trying to get him to see the ball well. I'm sort of like jokingly like, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks because we're playing on a high school field. I'll give you 20 bucks if you can put it in the outfield in the air. And he's like, okay. And like third hit, he like just smashed it in the outfield. <laughs> I was like, got it. You know? So that was yeah. 20 bucks of the cash that we made. Yep. Um, uh, hey, that's 20 bucks well spent. Though. I think yes. so. I think so. Yeah. He, he, was, he, was he was pretty proud. Well, then we're in the car on the way back and he's going through my wallet and he's like, Oh look, 20 bucks. I'm like, just take it. You turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my favorite part, honestly, Nate was when we were heading back in the truck, not just because of the heat, um, but also because you were calling your kids and they were so pumped. I love that so like, much. Yeah, hearing your kids talk about uh, you winning and being like so, hopefully it's not an insult, but like they were so surprised. And uh, I just thought that was so rad. What was your, uh, what was your daughter doing with the, the big bass plaque? I think yeah, it, was it was my son. son. Oh, it was your it was son. son. Okay, yeah. My yeah. Bad. yeah my bad. So yeah, my wife sent me a picture of him. Like I think later on that night and he's got like, uh, a couple like uh, I think they were like tissues or something out of a tissue box, and he's polishing up the big bass trophy for me. So he had to make <laughs> it shiny for had to make it shiny for me. So oh yeah, was, buddy, uh, awesome. I love yeah, that. Yeah, was, and where where'd you put them? Uh, they they've been they had been in the bedroom up until today. Um, <laughs> and is your right, wife stoked I mean, on that? Right on the dresser. Yeah, Perfect. first thing I see when I get out of bed. So okay. perfect. Been, not It'd not your right wife. There. You see the you see the big. <laughs> like I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. The plaques is the plaques is what it's about. That's oh my god! Man, I, will, I really hope Alexis doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I can't imagine she will. But if she does, that's all on you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I have nothing to do with this. But. All right. I appreciate it. Yeah. Mine, mine's in the garage. the garage. You know, mine's in the garage. Yeah. That's a more. They're in the. Place. They're in the garage now. They're in the garage now. Nice. Okay. I hung them up uh, a little bit ago. Uh, I actually got a picture of my son helping me drill some holes in the wall to so put some screws in the wall to hang these to hang these plaques. There you go. Finally put up that bone one too, that bone lake one. So oh yeah, yeah, Good. we got second on that one for anybody who you know we talked about that last year, getting yep. blown around, but we got second place on that one. Um, we got plaques for that as well. So um, anyway, so I think that's that's pretty much it, man. Um, I would just say so. Like our our shtick here at Tackle and Tacos is to focus on positivity and um actually before we go down that route we haven't talked about tacos at all on this this podcast and that's really stupid so give me a taco or something you've made or eaten lately nate taco that stands out that you're stoked on go 
Uh, yeah, probably just a couple days ago. All right. Good. I did a recent. variation. Yes, very recent. I did a variation of your basic ground beef tacos. Um, but instead of using any taco seasoning, I diced up a couple of tomatillos. Tomatillos. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and just used cumin and garlic salt. Okay. And a little bit of garlic and cook all that together with the meat. Man, it it's it's absolutely dynamite. That sounds so good. I'm yeah, so hungry so right now. And so it actually, yeah. yeah. And then we we I did them up more like uh, more like taco quesadillas. So throw them in a throw a tortilla in a pan, put some cheese down, let it get melty, put the meat on top, cook hey. it together, and then when it gets all when it gets all crisp and melty and yeah. ready, yeah, peel her open like a little grilled cheese sandwich. Load it up with uh, whatever fixings you want. I think Dang. I just did like lettuce, tomato, and some Yum. some green salsa and uh, a little salsa verde. And did you say like green that. salsa? I Come did, on, yeah. <laughs> Give me green salsa. We're never going to get sponsored by Old El Paso. We talking like that, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was, a little, it was salsa verde, but uh, there you go. Yeah, so um, that was it. I mean, it's so basic and. I, I try my best not to even use taco seasoning anymore because it's so good that way. Yeah, heck yeah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, we, we made uh, tacos for the kiddos. Um, uh, same thing, just ground beef tacos, which is honestly like not my not my favorite way to do it. And I'm not even anti-ground beef tacos. It's just that like a taco, you can do anything with it. Yeah. You can do anything. There's no rules. You can you can, you can can put anything you want in there. Uh, and so it's just to me, like when I make a ground beef taco, I feel like I'm sort of like dumbing it down or something. Oh my gosh, but it's so <laughs> yeah. tasty. But it's so tasty. But all of our kids have kind of moved away from tortillas except for the ones at Walmart. I can't remember the brand where you like where cook you actually them. cook the tortilla. Yeah. yeah. Um, Those are really good. But they all like to huh. put their ingredients in a bowl and then they'll just dip with chips. Yeah. So I don't, it's not really a taco. It's like a taco bowl, I guess, or taco bowl, taco bowl a yep. bowl of taco. Yes. Green salsa. <laughs> <laughs> but we've also had breakfast tacos recently we have. and that's super simple. Just yeah, and so eggs good. and salsa and cilantro and I don't know. So tasty. Tasty. Yeah, for sure. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think my favorite thing about tacos is that you can quite literally put anything in there. Yeah. It just works. So like one of the things I started making uh, for the kids a long old time ago, sort of like um, desperately, like, dude, I have a bunch of random crap, but nothing really to make a meal for my children, you know? (laughs) So I have this and I have this and I, oh, I know. So I started making macaroni and cheese and then putting macaroni and cheese with a little bit of extra shredded cheese in between two case of de- or in between two tortillas, shells yeah. tortillas and making those into macaroni and cheese quesadillas which is the whitest, whitest. thing ever <laughs> but, but tasty. like there's no rules dude like do what you do you know like make some macaroni and cheese from craft cuz it had a box i have a little bit of shredded cheese i have some tortillas Put it in there, brown it, maybe put a little bit of sour cream in there or if you, you know, let them dunk it Lots in like some dairy. salsa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's just easy. It's simple. It's great. Also, am I the only immature fool who every time I say quesadilla, I think of Napoleon Dynamite, which is like, make yourself a dying quesadilla. Like every oh, quesadilla. Every single time <laughs> I think of the word quesadilla. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, quesadilla sounds like how you should say it if you're making it with macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it old is. craft mac quesadilla. And that's, there when, it is. and that's when you say, and I dunk it in the green salsa. 
in that green. <laughs> that's stuff. when it makes that's when Salsa. it actually works. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, oh my god. Anyway, okay. So back. Let, let's uh, let's go around the horn. Go back to what I was trying to say before we detoured into tacos and really tacos. It's not are a, never detour, a detour. Never. Yeah, I'm sorry, tacos. They are priority. They are. Um, if we had to drop one of the things of this podcast, tackle or tacos, what would you get rid of? Oh my gosh. I love fishing, but I love tacos more. more. Yeah. <laughs> I've always kidding. been better at eating tacos than I've been at fishing. So, mm. mm-hmm. especially when it comes to tournament fishing, I'm right there with you. I can man, I can put down a taco, but I can't. I can't win me no tournaments. I can't put no <laughs> fish in the boat. Yeah, except for this time. <laughs> except for this one. Point, point, point. Yeah, we were. We won despite Nate thinking we were going to be terrible. So. Um, but what I was going to say, that's a funny Honestly, thing. though, honestly, though, we were kind of terrible. Just everyone else was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was not like we, like, killed it. But, I mean, we, we sacked we them did. up. You we guys just, did great, and I was so proud is, of again, you. on that lake, you can put together a 25-pound bag. You really can, like, pretty Yes, easily. and so I think knowing that probably made you be like, oh, we didn't do very well. But the but weather like, conditions were so freaking You wanted hard. to have a bag. You got a full bag, a limit, whatever. yeah. yeah. And that's what Called your goal was. Yeah. That was your goal, and you did it. Yeah. And we didn't and catch then you anything. Won. And we didn't catch anything like beating up the shoreline. Everything was offshore. Everything was off of some kind of underwater structure, um, which is not me and Nate's usual bag. And so, stretching yourself as an angler, trying new um, techniques in new places—that's really what it's kind of all about, you know. Yeah. Be, trying to be trying to be versatile. So. What I was going to say, what I was going to say a little bit ago was that our whole thing here is positivity, trying to be positive about life, about tacos, about fishing, about tackle, about children, about um, podcasting and then having your dog come out and jump in a chair and snore. And we're praying to God you can't hear it on the podcast right now. Walter Walter is snoring in the background, but he looks really cute. So we'll we'll (laughs) let it slide. Um, But positive. And I think junk fishing to me is kind of like a mark of that because you could be like, dude, they're not eating the jerk bait. This, this is a perfect jerk bait, you know, circumstance, cold, clear water. Um, they're coming up and maybe they're moving back cause it got colder again. Jerk bait. Nope. All right. Uh, jackhammer. Jackhammer fishes 365. Nope. Um, you know, kind of that mid range kind of finesse square bill, almost like a Fritz side or like a lucky craft, um, finesse crank, but nope but we just kept on going until we found out what they would eat. And I think that's a a mark of being positive as an angler. And um, I think if you can keep that, like, like Gerald Swindle always preaches that PMA thing, positive mental attitude. And I think it means so much more coming from him because he hasn't won a blue trophy yet, even though he's an incredible angler, everybody looks up to him. Um, He can throw pretty much any lure better than anybody else. He can skip a jig as, as long as, you know, I mean, I've never seen anybody skip a jig like him, and I don't know if everybody right. knows how good he actually is at it. Um, but he hasn't won one, and he keeps a positive mental attitude, and I think we did that in this tournament, and I think, honestly, that's why we won more than anything. Yeah, I'd have to agree. That's 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 spot on. I mean, there, we definitely had, uh, like, opportunities from the, from the giddy, like, from the jump to kind of just shut it down and just yeah. say, like, like why you know what, yeah. what are we, what, and you know we, we just kept grinding kept kept at it kept throwing stuff and uh and it paid off you know it did. got that got that w yeah, yeah thirty one thousand uh, dollars <laughs> uh so all right so that's it let's uh let's sign off for this one thank you guys anybody who's listening to this truly um we don't know what we're doing 
Um, we're are, getting there. We are having fun with it though. And, uh, we're going to keep doing these things. We're going to keep working hard. We're going to keep podcasting. And again, um, check out our website, tacklingtacos.com. Um, you can contact us directly through there. If you have like some rad taco recipe, we would love to try it. Um, if you know some rad taco restaurants, I don't know, whatever, let's just, let's all be homies. Let's all be friends. Why not? Uh, Lola, you got anything you want to sign off with? Anything you want to say? Besides positivity is worth the effort. Yeah. Nope. Okay. That's it. All right, Nate. Well, thank you uh, again for letting me fish out of your boat and not spill coffee in it this time. Very solid. Yes. Job well done. Yeah, it was fun. So that was like a victory in its own. It was, it was. Um, (laughs) And I, you know, I, I had coffee in the boat, but it was literally, I had it in a Yeti. um, And it was literally so cold that I didn't want to like stop to like open the little thing to drink out of it. Dang miserable, but positivity is worth the effort. All right, y'all. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.